Hey there, everyone. Jacqueline Jacks from AVA Live Radio, and I am here for another Music Marketing Insider tutorial with you. Having a little cup of coffee this morning, thought I would talk about growth hacking. You guys saw that little infographic I put up on Facebook, and you're like, okay, how do I use that? Well, let me explain it to you. So social media supports SEO, right? And SEO stands for search engine optimization. Now, what does that mean to you? Well, if you are blogging on your platform, on your website, then you're going to want to make the things that you put out and the content that you create search engine optimal. How do we do that? Well, I'm going to go through that with you really quick today so that you can get the easy way of getting these things intact on your website and also seeing how to make social media a traffic driver for you moving forward. Okay, so we've got several things. Let's stick with the infographic first and then I'll slide a little bit more into some extensive content so that you can get a little bit more information about the structure. But number one, publish creative, inspiring, and informative content. Okay, that's at this point in your life, you've probably heard it so many times. It's Those are three things that I think are the most overused <laughs> adjectives for describing this whole thing that we have to do. But all it is, is being authentic. How do you offer value to the people that are following you or that maybe will follow you? Value is just like I said in the last episode. It's something that the people who are following you want to see. On social media, that would be things that they'd want to share in their timeline, things that they'd want to see in their timeline. You have to understand who it is that you're speaking to and that who likes your stuff, who likes your music, your art, your everything that you put out. And you have to understand that if you don't reverse that a little bit and say, okay, I'm going to make stuff that my people really want to see now that I have them, then you could be drifting too far away. Now, I don't mean that you should not be creative and innovative. You should, but that should be part of your brand. You should be building a flexible, a flexible brand that allows you to be creative like that, allows you to stray outside of your genre or you know, talk about random things. That should be part of your brand if that's the way it's going to go with you. If you want to just stick to one kind of feed or one kind of content, then you can do that too. That's entirely up to you. I mean, I've seen artists that have moved through music. For instance, look at Prince. I was watching his life story the other day and he started out with non-hit songs that were extraordinarily creative. And it wasn't until his label saw him play on stage that they actually decided to keep him and go with the flow and wait and see what was to come in the future. He was so amazing with the instruments. When he played live, it was like magic. So people knew him 
because he could play that guitar so well. That was the core of Prince. He could play any instrument and he could excel at it. It wasn't that he was writing hit songs and he didn't even really find his sound officially, but he was a genius just in the making and they knew it. They had the vision and at that time the labels were able to invest in artists and stick with them. Well, you don't need that today. You can invest in yourself through crowdfunding, through asking people for what it is that you need and finding ways to get it and being resourceful, using free tools to be able to build a community around your music, all these wonderful things you can do. You just have to believe in yourself, much like Prince did, and know that it's okay to be creative, but that's the brand that you're building. So when you say value and publishing creative content and inspiring informative content, be you, be uniquely you. If you are an artist today, put out what you're drawing. People want to see what you're into. They want to see the facets of your life. And I think that's very, very important to acknowledge that. Acknowledge yourself as a human being and you're building a stronger brand. So number two, you take the content that you create and you share it to social media through links. So you would go on your website. Hopefully you have a live blog because that works really, really well, right? Let me have a sip of coffee. You having coffee with me? I hope so. And then you take that information and you share it out. Now you don't just share it once, you share it several times. Now I use Hootsuite. And if you notice, a lot of the shares that I do, they don't all have the same tagline in because the content has a lot of information in it. So you can pull different sentences, different paragraphs out of the content that you made. And even though you initially stick with the title that you created, you can keep regenerating traffic to that content by sharing it in different ways. Now, I, like I said, I use Hootsuite to pre-schedule a lot of my posts so that I can focus on the new ones while the old ones keep getting more traffic to them. But it's a careful balance, right? Because you don't want to fill your newsfeed with repetitive content. So using different taglines and different titles and different concepts to bring people into the same piece of content has to be creative, has to be innovative. You have to be very, very in touch with what you created in that piece. And you have to be mindful that you can't share that same piece of content repetitively if you're not putting out new content consistently. So on a timeline, if the same piece of content is shared within nine posts on a timeline, then it's too frequent. You want to make sure you have at least nine unique posts before you reshare a piece of content. Now also remember that your email list should be the very first place that you share that new publishing. And you should give them a lot of value in the email, not just a teaser bringing them in. So I like to share not only 
a brief synopsis of what they're going to see if they click on the link to come into the site, but I also like to share additional pieces of content that they may have missed because I think that's a great opportunity in an email to fill it full of value. So if you've written something inspiring or you've created a piece of artwork, but you haven't done that in a while, maybe link up a a photo album with more of your work where they can see additional things. Maybe link up a live stream where you're going to show them how you do the next one. Maybe even put a leader out there on social media with a video of this new piece that you created and then tell them that if they follow your email list, you're going to be doing this live next time on video and you want to share it with them. Little things like this are part of a strategy. And if you come up with a strategy that works for you, then you don't have to work so hard because then you're just working on the pieces of media content that fill your followers with value, gives them exactly what they're looking for from you while you can still be creative and innovative and stay true to yourself. So you see what I mean? It's not like you're engineering yourself. You're just engineering how you're going to deliver the content and you're structuring a way to do it. This is a good way to do it through your blog and your website. You can never lose out because social media is supposed to bring people to you as long as it can. But as you know, if you invest everything into one platform and you leave people on the platform and that's the only way they can connect with you, eventually the cost of connection is going to go up and as things get more popular, your reach goes down. So always build from the inside first, from somewhere that you can control and have as your own space in this world. Okay, so number three, social media profile. That collects followers whilst the site gains traffic. So what I just explained to you about putting those leaders out, that's the best way to bring traffic in. What do I use? I love Twitter to bring my traffic in. I think they are such a great form of free advertising right now. And I have found that they just always work. I mean, if you're on that platform and you're connecting with different people, they will come and look at your content all the time consistently. They'll react to it. They'll share it. It's really a generous platform. People love to retweet things because they don't want to, it's just that, you know, it's just that sphere. It's, it's the, the way that that culture runs on Twitter is they love to retweet things. So your reach is going to grow big time on Twitter. So it's a great investment. Another great place to build your brand is on Instagram. I love Instagram because that one clickable link leads to your website where your content is first being created. And there's absolutely no way that you can mix, mess that up because there's only one clickable link. So it's a really, really good direct line to where you are the most. And if you get in the habit of being on your own website first every day, 
you'd be surprised what you can do. I know it feels a little lonely there sometimes in the beginning, but be there first. Then go out to your social media pages and spend five, 10 minutes on each one or double up on the one that you want to focus on and find ways to use those tools to bring people further into your life and your website. Now, this is another great opportunity for me to talk about your growth because the next one is community grows around the brand. Now, if you don't have an email list, I can't really say you're a brand. Why? Because you're not building anything with longevity. And that is what I think of when I think of branding, right? You have to build something with longevity. Now, the reason why email lists establish that for you is because you get people's email addresses. And if they're willing to give you their email address, that means they're genuinely interested in what you have to say. Then that's your chance to wow them and impress them. I just set up the new musicmarketinginsider.com autoresponder the other day, and I I keep them fresh because I want them to be really, really relevant as to what I'm saying at the current time out there on social media. And so the one I set up this time offered a great deal of value, and I was trying to think of different ways to even improve on that. So when you basically go and sign up for the list and put your email in, it will Uh, walk you through the steps of verifying your email address. And as it does, it gives you a little bit more information like links to our group pages, our social media pages, if they haven't found them yet. And they're depending on how they're coming to that email list. Then after that, when it confirms, it sends them an email and the email that it first sends to them has so much value. It teaches you right off the bat, and this is for free. This is the free side of music marketing and cider. It's not the member side. It teaches them how to walk through the video content that I've already put out there and which videos they should start with. And I thought this was a really great way to do the first email responder because it's a great introduction to who we are and what I'm doing with Music Marketing Insider and AVA Live Radio. And it it gives them a walkthrough of how to start doing better on Twitter today, how to understand Instagram and why it's valuable in building your brand, how to get into live or pre-recorded video and why you should do it. And they were like some great introductory pieces to inspire and encourage people to get into these platforms. So I put those as the email responder so they could walk through the video content and have, you know, a directional map on where they should go to start first. Now that is a great way to start your relationship with someone. So if you're a music artist and you're not necessarily teaching something, you can start out by a sequence of videos that even if they were made several months ago as you started to record your new album, they would be even better served today to a new person coming on to your email list because they've never experienced that with you. And that's content that you created. So you have to understand that the content that you create is 
your roadmap and it's there to serve you over and over and over again. You just have to know and be mindful, have a little strategy when you're creating it so that you know that the long game is to use those pieces to keep introducing yourself and what you do to the best thing that you do. Because you don't want somebody coming in on a day when you're sharing your hamburger, right? They might like that, they might not like that. You want somebody coming in on a day when you were in the studio at your best, creating a song that goes on an album that's already released so that they can walk through a process with you. And at the end of that process, maybe four emails down the road, that's when you push for the sale. That's when, if they've stuck with you that far and they've consistently watched those emails come out with in the studio, the production phase, you know, making the music video or whatever it was, mixing, mastering. And then after that, the release party, whatever you did for the release party, or even if you didn't have something that drawn out, whatever it was, the sequence of videos that tell the story of making a music video or creating an album, something exciting, a piece that you're doing. And they can only, they don't, they don't have to be long videos, guys. Five, five, 10 minute videos is really the best that you can do because you're not going to bore anyone. It's not going to be long drawn out content. It's going to be a vision and it's going to be a great intro. You know, even a leader, the back of filming a leader or a trailer for your music and then the official trailer. Those things are so valuable and they can keep working for you. So my point is that community grows the brand, but you have to have something of value to put in front of new people coming in and the people that are already part of your following. So let's go back to the infographic because once you have the community grows around the brand, the next is consistent interactions made through social media and authoritative SEO reinforcing brand reputation. Now, let me explain that part because I think that's one that you guys had a lot of questions about. Consistent interactions made through social media. Well, we kind of know that, right? That means you get on social media every single day and you're consistent about it. You don't disappear off the platform. If people start to follow you and you start to really power up your content and you're really good about delivering messages, whether it be quotes or you know something that's happening in the studio, if people are following you, don't disappear. Don't just, I'm in the studio, come on, follow me, we'll, we'll be developing this together, and then you just sail away and nobody hears from you until it's done. Have a strategy, have a plan and stick to it. And remember that even if just five people show up, five people walked into the room to see you. That's a start. And you have to just keep moving. Even if you're in a live stream and nobody's in there, keep moving. Remember that you're creating content that you're going to keep using as you keep driving people to it and build your, your, your brand. So don't ever stop. Move forward, even if you're just focused on one person, because you know what? That's going to keep that one person on the line with you. And if it does, then that's valuable. And you're giving something to them that is memorable. You're sharing experience with them that you will eventually share with a lot more people. So don't lose sight 
of the long game while you're on your short delivery. That's where I think a lot of people go wrong as they, they shorten up and they, they draw in because they don't have enough followers to shed or these platforms aren't giving them enough energy in the live streams or even for what they're doing. You think nobody's interested. Keep putting it out there because you're going to use the information later. And if you start with your blog first, right, then you've got that as part of your story and your timeline. Okay, so search engine index website higher. Yes, it is like the, the, the drawn down version of <laughs> what I mean. So think about it in relative uh, relativity to the one before. So the one before we said consistent interactions made through social media and authoritative SEO, which is search, search engine optimization, reinforces brand reputation. So the search engine optimization is like your title, the content of the blog post, the content of your social media post, why it's going to get traction or not get traction. That's search engine optimization. So if it's optimal and it's interesting and it's quality and it's long enough and it delivers a good message where people engage with it, that does better in the SEO for anything. So as long as you're getting engagement and you're driving traffic to it, people are commenting, they like what you're doing because you're getting a niche audience in there that appreciates you and is looking for you, then you're on the right road to good search engine optimization because that's what is going to make that content more valuable. And that's how the algorithms judge your content on social media as well as people interact with it and you figure out that secret sauce for that certain social media page, then it's going to keep driving forward. It's going to keep getting into the eye line of many more people. And different pages work in different ways, as you know, from using this Music Marketing Insider program. Okay, so that leads us into search engine index, website hire. Search engines index your website hire. So if you're doing all of these things to create the community, to give them value, the value attracts the people, the people sign up for your email list, they start to respond and interact with all of your content on the different social platforms as well as your website, that's going to drive your index much, much higher. And the ultimate thing that you want is you want to come up first for your name and your brand and the title of your album and the kind of music that you create. And the more sub niche that is, the smaller the net, but wider the audience. You know what I'm saying? So like if you are just heading for pop, you know you're going to be competing with, you know, 50 million billion people out there that are making pop. And the people who have the most traffic are going to always win because they're already famous and people are already searching for them. But if you go to a more niched audience and you're always shooting for a more niched, like what kind of pop, name three words that describe the pop that you make or three words that describe the, the rock that you make. You need those defining words in everything that you do. You need those defining words to be the tags in your YouTube channels. 
your search engine optimization, your website has to be tagged. That ha- those have to be involved in your content all the time. Consistently, you need those combinations of words to micro niche and really understand who it is that you're heading for. Now, I'm not saying that you won't create maybe a song that's a little bit more of one genre or another. I mean, look at Prince. Okay. We're going to go back to him. He built a huge, huge brand because he was not a one hit wonder. He didn't start out popular in the beginning. He was just talented and people believed in the talent and they were mesmerized by the talent. It wasn't that he had hit songs in the beginning. In fact, after a few albums, before they gave up on him, they said, why don't you just go write us one hit song? And what did he do? He was out there in the clubs. He was out there in the live music scenes. He was out there absorbing what was happening in the culture of music. And he came out with an incredible song that fit the current trends that were happening and became one of his signature sounds, which was his falsetto, very syncopated delivery. And it was at the time brilliant in the disco scene. And people were just like, wow, this is amazing. It wasn't a difficult song. It was just a really cool song. And he moved forward from there. You saw a lot of his hits being circulated around the fact that he was making content that was for today, but it was innovative. It was his own take on it. It had influences, but it didn't have the same structure as anything else. And it was his own unique sound. Now, we found out later... Um, as opposed to doing that later when he locked himself up in a studio, his music actually started to not be very significant because one, he was in a battle with his label and he was really unhappy. He locked himself up in the studio and decided he was just going to produce a ton of content to fulfill his contract so that he could get out of it and just started being himself. Now, he had some beautiful songs in that, like The Most Beautiful Girl in the World. That was a beautiful classic, but it never really took off huge because he was just not in tune with what was happening in music that day, right when he was releasing it. And even though he's brilliant, it just didn't fit and it didn't get the audience excited because that's not what they were currently looking for and listening to. And that's where you have to kind of shape the content, you know, work and reverse a little bit and know what it is that your followers really want to hear from you and love from you and appreciate about you and work that into something that is fresh, but relevant. Now, I don't want to go too far off the topic, but it really is a good story about that, right? Now, in the end, after he left his label, he went back to getting out of the studio and being around people and trying to really understand what was going on in music today and be more relatable. And as he got out around people, he just naturally started being innovative within the type of music that was being produced today, the the new technology, the new sounds, the things that were available. He was utilizing that and he got back on top. Next thing you know, you see him playing for the Super Bowl, which was an amazing, amazing concert, right? In the rain. And he brought back Purple Rain. I mean, it was incredible. But you could see the timeline of how he moved through his own musical journey and how some of the pieces, as big as Prince was, 
they weren't considered really popular. There was even a time when he was more into European styling and culture, and as a result, it reflected in his music. So his music did not do well in the States, but sold really, really well in Europe. And that was fine, because that's what he was going for and what he was into at the time. So don't worry if your music isn't applying right now to the people who want to listen to you. Just try to understand what it is that you're attracting so that you can find what it is that you do best. Because if somebody is willing to listen to your music and they love it, that's what you do best. You don't want to stray too far away from that, but you still want to be innovative, be constantly moving forward, but you want to not change so much that you're in a bunch of different directions. That's the same with your content. Once people lock into certain content, and this is the method behind my madness story, once people lock into your brand and what you produce and the content that you create, you don't want to slide away from that too much because it's one thing to tell your story, but it's another to entirely change up what people originally expected from you. And if you stray too far, you won't be relatable to the people who are there with you for the ride. The last one is users find site organically through the search engines. Now that's the last one because after you do all of this, your content being public on your site is going to start being searchable. And what will it be searchable for? It will be searchable for the title content, the tags. So those specific tags that I told you about that you want to stick to in your structure about the, the four words that best describe your music and, and even more than that, you want that to start listing in the search engines. You want to be first up in your name when people type your name in. You want all of that to be synonymous, all those key factors that are you to be synonymous with your name and your brand and have links in SEO, in Google search. You also want them to be searchable on YouTube. You want to cover, because that's a huge search engine. You want to make sure that they are attracting the right people on Facebook and attracting the right people on Twitter and Instagram. So hashtags on Twitter and Instagram really help with that. And that's why you need all those describing words. I would sit down today and pick out a hundred descriptive words that you can search through hashtags on Instagram to see what's happening in those feeds and see if it's a feed for you. If that's what's currently the temperature in the culture of that word. That's a really good way to define if you're current or if you're not current. I'm not saying I want to see you guys changing the way you look, but little tiny alterations make huge steps. So if you just take little tiny alterations and add them to what's uniquely yours, you could find a secret sauce in there that makes you really stand out, but yet keeps you on that really authentic road because it's very important that you are yourself. You just have to remember that branding and marketing has to be adapted into what you do every single day. And this is how we shape it. Okay, guys, I'm out of here. I'm going to go finish my coffee and head on to the office because I've got lots of work to do and you have 
lots of work to do in here at the Music Marketing Insider. Don't forget that I posted four key things I do to define my personal brand on video. It's the video where I'm in the blue and white striped shirt. It says YouTube standing out. It's a great video for you to watch and pay attention to. Another thing that you should keep a lookout for is a blogging tip game changer piece that I'm going to be publishing for you. And that's going to give you some great blogging tips. Probably we'll be putting that out tomorrow and I might do it on video. Not sure yet, but you'll get something for sure. Have a great day. Keep being awesome. Be uniquely yourself and start thinking about your brand and what you want to do so that the time you spend in it today is helpful for you guys tomorrow. Hope you took notes and don't forget, you can go back and replay this anytime. Thanks for being a part of my life and I'm glad that you made Music Marketing Insider a part of your daily strategy to move forward. Have a great one, you guys.